because we got the alternative energy right. molecular free autonomy and welcome to the radioactive show produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the community radio network and that is why I'm pleased this motion before us today says that Labor and government will sign and ratify the UN Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. Hello, I'm Emma Crunch, joined by Lavanya for her first Radioactive show. The Radioactive show would like to acknowledge that our show is produced on Wurundjeri land of the Kulin Nation and that sovereignty has never been ceded. Hi, I'm Lavanya on the Radioactive show. At the opening of the show, you heard a snippet of Anthony Albanese MP speaking to the ALP conference, which was held in Adelaide in December 2018. Today's show explores ALP's adoption of a new policy platform that commits them to signing and ratifying of the UN Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, shorthand known as the BAN Treaty. Listeners will recall that the significant UN Treaty was negotiated and adopted by 122 countries in July 2017. Unfortunately, Australia boycotted the treaty negotiations, joining a handful of nuclear weapon states and their allies to do so. More and more countries are now signing on to the BAN Treaty. However, Australia is yet to do so, but many are working tirelessly to change this. One of the main agitators is ICANN, the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons, who have been consistently lobbying the ALP to adopt a pro-treaty policy. Today's show features audio recorded at the ALP National Conference and an interview with Jem Romald, Australian Director of ICANN. First we'll hear from Karina Lester, a Yankunjara Anangu woman from APY lands in the far northwest of South Australia. She speaks to the ICANN Forum at the ALP conference about her family's intergenerational, first-hand experience of nuclear testing and fighting waste dumps on their country. Still to this day, though, I see Anor and my people, my Western Desert people, suffering from those tests. Um, the, the hardship that they struggle with as well on just day-to-day living, um, health issues in those communities and the ongoing suffering from back then to today. And I think that's part of the reason why I get up and, and try and talk about these issues because I see that a lot of our Anor family and Western Desert Mob are still suffering from those British nuclear tests. And it's not fair from a young Anor woman myself and you know a, a young Anor woman with children as well. The history that we have is constantly catching up, needing to catch up, needing to talk about it and, and to continue to fight as well, to continue to fight to tell the stories, to talk about the hard things, the suffering that we've gone through. And it's really important that we you know, try and make ourselves um, present at forums like this to really continue on that humanitarian message, to really get that story out. That people, although it happened back then, people are still, and I'm talking about Arnold are still suffering from this impact from the 50s and 60s. Um, it's, that constant impact, and it's at all levels as well. Um, you know, we've been fighting against waste issues, and it's back on the agenda today. Um, 
that South Australia is still being impacted by a number of things, from the mining to the waste management. How do we continue to keep that fight going on? And it's generation, just within my own family, you know, my grandparents, my parents, my father, myself now, I'm a mother of four, and is it something that they need to continue on? I'm certainly doing my part to hopefully end this, ban nuclear weapons, ban it all once and for all so that generation, my next generation, my children, don't have to continue on this fight and this struggle. It's constant for Anurjuda. We are getting up every day and having to fight and having to get up and find confidence and find strength and find that fight in ourselves to get out there and to talk up about this strong message about the impacts it's having on Anurjuda and Aboriginal people. And I think it's really important at these sorts of events, you know, at the ALP conference, to raise these issues and to talk about those humanitarian impacts and to hopefully plant seeds so we can continue on this fight and put an end to the nuclear weapons. And let's encourage, and I, and I personally want to encourage um, the Labor Party to think very carefully about this and hear the stories from Arnaud on the impact it is having on people and the wider community. One of the big messages that I took from when my grandmother was fighting against the waste dump issue, which was called the Wandi campaign, was that it wasn't just an animal issue. This involves everybody. This is not just animals' problem and our fight, it's the wider community. It's all Australians, it's everybody who are on transport routes, who are in ports, who are close in communities, it's a big issue and we need to work together and we need to stand to strongly as our animal community but the wider community as well to very you know to send a very strong message about Australia supporting the ban of the nuclear weapons ban treaty. So we don't have to suffer again. So we don't have to suffer as my people have under that mushroom cloud generations and the next generations to come as well. So just a little snippet and a little story from my Arnold family to the wider people who are here today um, coming and making your time available. Um, I really encourage the ALP to really think carefully and to really support and support us on to ban nuclear weapons as well. So thank you for the opportunity. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, and that was Karina Lester, a Yankunjara Anangu woman from APY lands in the far northwest of South Australia. She was speaking to the ICANN Forum at the ALP National Conference in December 2018. You'll now hear my recent interview with Jem Rommeld from ICANN about their take on Labor and the Nuclear Ban Treaty. Hello, Jem. Thanks once again for joining us on the Radioactive Show in our first return show for 2019. Um, Hello. Thanks for having me. At the end of last year, you and ICANN uh, made it to the National ALP Conference and there was some quite exciting news that came out of that conference. Can you explain in brief, the process and what that outcome was? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, so at the ALP National Conference in December, this is a conference that happens every three years and uh, it's where the party decides on their policy platform going forward for the next three years. Um, Labor made a commitment in a the form of a binding resolution that in government they will sign and ratify the nuclear weapon ban treaty. This was uh, very exciting for, for the campaign um, and it came off the back of um, a lot of work, a lot of um, support coming from Labor members, unions uh, and the public around Australia uh, to to pressure um, the Australian government to sign the treaty. And in the absence of that, for Labor as the potential incoming government this year to uh, make a clear indication that in government that they will do what the public wants mm. to, to sign and ratify the treaty. Because previous to this, um, am I right in thinking that some ALP members had made a pledge, however, it wasn't the overall party policy to sign on? Yeah, that's right. Um, in the At the last national conference in 2015, uh, that was before the ban treaty was negotiated and, and finished at the UN. That happened in 2017. Um, but at, at that conference, uh, Labor said, we support the negotiation of a prohibition treaty. So that policy was out of date, clearly. Um, but in the absence of uh, having an up-to-date policy um, after the treaty was adopted, uh, we uh, approached Labor members and um, encouraged them to sign up to a pledge to say that they support the treaty and that they will work for Australia to sign and ratify. And this is something that um, you know the nuclear disarmament movement around the world and around Australia has been advocating for, for parliamentarians of all stripes. Um, but there was quite a lot of traction with Labor. So um, 78% of the Federal Labor Caucus have signed on to that pledge, saying that they, you know, they, they want to see Australia to sign and ratify that treaty. Mm. So I think that was instrumental in uh, getting that, uh, that policy adopted at the national conference. There was mm. just such an overwhelming, um, you know, groundswell of support within the party uh, that, it, it had reached a point of, of no return, really. It would have been really difficult for the leadership to um, to, to dismiss the treaty or to not um, make a, a strong policy supporting it. Mm, amazing. Um, so it seems that there was really a, a big build-up and that in the end, whatever thorny issues were debated out at the, um, at the conference, that those in favour of signing on and joining the many countries around the world to do that did win out and that's the official policy, which is excellent coming into an election. I mean, for our listeners, what what were those thorny issues or could you give us a bit of a sense of what um, had to be argued out in favour of coming to the sign-on position? Yeah, sure. So you're right in that it's, it's, uh, it has been a controversial issue within Labor even though there's 78% of the caucus that support the treaty, uh, some in uh, leadership positions. So uh, I'm thinking of Senator Penny Wong as the Shadow Foreign, Foreign Minister and Richard Miles, the Shadow Defence Minister. They um, were not yet you know, on side before the conference. They had some concerns around 
uh, what signing the treaty would, would mean, what the implications would be for Australia. They had some concerns around, um, you know, does this treaty uh, work alongside the Non-Proliferation Treaty, which is, has been around for more, almost 50 years now. Um, and, I mean, the, the ban treaty was negotiated to uh, complement and to work alongside the Non-Proliferation Treaty and, indeed, to help countries actually live up to their Article 6 obligation to pursue nuclear disarmament. Mm. So that one's easy to deal with. Um, there were concerns around uh, implications for the US alliance and what does it mean if Australia signs this treaty and, and rejects uh, the policy of extended nuclear deterrence, which is, you know, currently exists in our defence policies. Uh, we currently claim to get a protective benefit from the US nuclear arsenal. Um, and that is inconsistent with the treaty because the treaty clearly outlaws policies of nuclear deterrence uh, because uh, that kind of policy legitimises nuclear weapons and it, um, it, main, it, it means that nuclear armed states have a, a reason, a strong uh, reason to maintain their arsenals on mm -hmm. behalf of other countries. So that really stands in the way of uh, the stigmatisation and the elimination of nuclear weapons. Mm -hmm. So there were concerns about, you know, what if Australia signs on and then says, we don't want nuclear weapons to be used in our name. What will that mean for our alliance? Uh, we uh, we found, or we have advocated for Australia signing the treaty and maintaining the US alliance and that that is legally compatible and there would need to be a couple of changes to be made, but, but it certainly would not uh, spell the end of the, the alliance at all. Uh, just like it hasn't uh, spelled the end of the alliance for Australia to join other treaties that the US hasn't joined, like the Landmine Treaty and the Cost of Munitions mm. Ban Treaty. So uh, so hopefully that won't be an issue, of course, now uh, for Australia to sign the treaty under a Labor government. Labor needs to get elected and then hopefully um, we'll be able to um, address all, any of the remaining concerns and make sure that they sign on as soon as possible. Mm. So you hinted at it now. What do you think the path is from here in terms of getting the outcome we, we want, which is Australia signing on, and will ICANN be doing a campaign towards the election and how could people jump on in support or find out more? Yeah, so there will be a federal election uh, most likely in May of this year, so... Um, ahead of that, we'll be uh, reaching out to Labor candidates uh, around the country and making sure that they are supportive of the treaty um, and also uh, speaking to any of the parliamentarians that haven't yet signed on to the pledge to try to address their concerns um, so that they can fully get behind the new policy commitment that Labor has made. Mm. Uh, so it is, it is a binding resolution uh, that... Labor passed at the conference. Uh, we feel that this should be acted on uh, without delay once Labor is next in government. But it will, of course, take a public movement to to ensure that um, that this happens because there there will still be uh, voices from you know the defence community uh, and some voices within Labor who are um, cautioning against who will be cautioning against. Uh, Labor signing the treaty, so uh, we need to address the concerns and um, basically make it known that this is what the people of Australia want mm. um, and that there is a clear mandate and 
um, indeed that Labor is compelled by the level of public support and by their own uh, binding policy to, to sign on to the treaty. That was Jem Romald, Australian Director for ICANN, finishing by encouraging the ALP to live up to their new policy commitment to sign on to the Nuclear Ban Treaty. This was the policy, policy officially adopted at the recent ALP National Conference. We'll now share with you a recording of MP Anthony Albanese's endorsement of the motion to his party. He addresses some of the technicalities of the treaty and in-party reservations to strongly argue for its favour and passing. Nuclear weapons are the most destructive, inhumane and indiscriminate weapons ever created. Today we have an opportunity to take a step towards their elimination. Ours is a great party. Our members have seen a lot of history over more than 120 years. One of those was my mentor, fellow called Tommy Wren. In 1945, having served his country and fought for his country and been captured in Timor in 1941 and had a tour of Asia, Changi Prison, Burma Siam Railway, ended up on an island close to Nagasaki. He saw there the second atomic bomb with his own eyes. He came back having fought for Australia, a fighter for peace and disarmament. And he described, he described in his retirement speech, the struggle for nuclear disarmament is the most important struggle for the human race. And delegates, there is a continuum. Gareth Evans, one of Labor's great foreign ministers, spoke just a couple of weeks ago at the Tom Uren lecture that I host in my electorate. He said this, the difficulty of achieving disarmament was no excuse for inaction. He said, no quote, nuclear disarmament is core business for any Labor government worth the name. And that is why I am pleased that this motion before us today says that Labor and government will sign and ratify the UN Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. It also says, because these issues are complex, they're not simple, that we need to take into account and work through a range of complex issues on enforcement, on effectiveness and on verification. But we must not, must not be timid when it comes to verification. Article 4 of the Treaty outlines a process of verification. Article 3 sets out the safeguards, which are as strong as those in the NPT. Some argue that signing the Treaty will undermine the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, but that's not the view of the experts. UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres said recently, it must be said that the ban is fully compatible with the Non-Proliferation Treaty. I think there is complementarity. The third issue that we need to consider is universal support. And that's very relevant. That's a practical issue of how we bring those states which are nuclear states forward so that this isn't just a gesture. And we want outcomes. That's what we're about as a political party. But one way in which you secure universality of support in terms of a step towards that is by Australia playing a role. And Australia, of course, played no role 
at the UN processes where this uh, treaty was finalised. Others have raised concern that somehow this would interfere with our relations with the United States. Not true. I am a very strong supporter of our friends and our alliance with the United States. It goes beyond a relation between individuals. The fact is, though, that we can disagree with our friends in the short term while maintaining those relations. When other treaties, such as landmines, first came up, the United States and many other countries that ended up supporting it today were hostile to the idea. But the fact is, the fact is that we have on our side an overwhelming support of the Australian people. The fact is that almost uh, around four in five of our Federal Labor Caucus have signed up to support this process. And that's because it's consistent with the Labor way. It's consistent with what we did on the Canberra Commission. It's consistent what we did on the MPT. It's consistent with the role that we've played internationally. It was, of course, a Labor member, a Labor leader, Doc Ebbett, who became the first president of the United Nations. So if we're up to the task of advocacy, there's 122 countries have signed up and ratified already. We need to be out there advocating advancement on these issues. Because progress always requires leadership. And there's a lot of discussion about what leadership looks like. Delegates, this is what leadership looks like. This is a Nobel Peace Prize. Awarded to an organisation made up of activists concerned about our place in the world, formed in Melbourne. And when they won, I can won, the Nobel Peace Prize in 2017, just 10 years after they were formed, that is something that we should be incredibly proud of, and I'm pleased that the resolution today recognises that. I believe that unless, unless we do move down towards the path of disarmament, then we know the concern that the global community, including us right here, felt when North Korea was so close, so close, to being in a position whereby someone erratic would have their finger on a button. That's why we need to be a part of the global community that enables us to participate in the debate in a constructive way and move it forward. I commend the resolution to the that was Anthony Albanese MP speaking in favour of the ALP adopting a policy to sign the Nuclear Ban Treaty. It was a motion that was successfully passed at their December conference. Prior to this, we spoke to Jem Rommeld of ICANN, who credited this change to overwhelming public sentiment in favour of the ban treaty. And now we'll finish the show with the rest of our interview with Jem, who details what the public can now do to hold the ALP accountable to their promises from the conference. This has been the Radioactive Show, produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne on Wurundjeri Country in Fitzroy and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. 
Today's show has been hosted by us, Crunch and Lavanya. We'd like to once again thank the ACE Collective of Friends of the Earth Melbourne for their support. You can podcast our show by going to 3cr.org.au. Find us on Facebook. Thanks for listening and here's for a nuclear-free future. Uh, in terms of what our what uh, the listeners of the Radioactive Show can do, we have been uh, working on a Cities Appeal, which is a global ICANN project, and that's a way that uh, councils and cities, towns and cities around Australia and the world can um, endorse an appeal to demonstrate their support for the treaty and to show that they want their federal government to sign on to the treaty. So far, I think eight councils in Australia have endorsed that appeal, including Fremantle, Melbourne and Sydney. So Mm -hmm. that's something that everyone can do is to reach out to their local council and meet with councillors to encourage them to endorse this appeal because if there are more cities that are signed on to it, then it gives a broader sense of... um, of the, the range of support coming from all corners of this country. And yep. then, of course, there is the parliamentary pledge, so encouraging um, Labor candidates and, you know, current sitting federal and state and territory Labor members around the country to support the pledge and to make sure that they're ready to get behind the ban and, and work for uh, signature and ratification as soon as possible. Have you heard about 3CR's national programs? Coming at you on community radio stations around Australia, produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne. Services will be cut, jobs may well be lost, and workers' entitlements will be undermined. Their basic human rights are as important as everyone else. Over 200 million years, individual species have evolved. I mean, birds were once dinosaurs. Anything nasty online seems to be targeted against women. Muckety is a bad deal, but Muckety is absolutely not a done deal. You're listening to Women on the Line. Welcome again to Lost in Science. And welcome to another edition of the Radioactive Show. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to Accent of Women. Anarchist Wall this week. Listen to Beyond Zero, global warming science, solutions and action. You are listening to Let the Bands Play. Tune in to Stick Together, worker stories and union news. Grassroots Voice is broadcast weekly on the Community Radio Network. We will not negotiate with minor state of title government or anyone on, on our culture, on, on our land. You know, if people say, oh, you're going to finish up with nothing, well then so be it. But at least our hearts will tell us that we did not sell out our country and our culture and heritage for a few scungy dollars. Subscribe to 3CR so that your dollars support Indigenous voices and the struggle for land justice. For Aboriginal people, the greatest grief of all is seeing the country destroyed. And somewhere along the line, we have to realise that we don't actually have the right to do that. That nothing we've ever done has given us the right to do that. Now, you know where I stand on this, because I'm so simple-minded. I think we've just got to admit that this is an Aboriginal country. Just do it.